This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. And we are back. So um, my name is Alyssa Fuchs. I'm your political and legal correspondent. I'm here to tell you about uh, the 12th Amendment, amendment a lot of people don't pay attention to, um, but really important amendment. But I'm also here to talk about Bernie and Hillary and Bernie's endorsement of Hillary and why uh, the left jumped off a cliff. I mean, the far left and they uh, they joined Jill Stein and. Um, you know, I'm going to get into all of that. So that what, what am I talking about? Because I just sound like I was rambling and threw a few sentences together. So uh, last week, Bernie Sanders um, formally endorsed Hillary Clinton uh, for the Democratic uh you know, nomination. Um, obviously, uh, he still hasn't actually ended his own candidacy. Um, he is going to speak at the Democratic National Convention, um, but he did come out and he did essentially concede to Hillary Clinton and endorse her for the job. Um, of course, a lot of people on the uh, far left um, who are Bernie or bust people um, were very upset. They said that Bernie sold out. Um, you know, they were very uh, also annoyed because Jill Stein, who is the candidate for the Green party uh, had told Bernie Sanders that she would step back into a VP role and she would let Bernie run as the Green Party candidate if he wanted to come join her on the ticket. Um, So a lot of people were really disappointed. They thought that Bernie Sanders should not have endorsed Hillary, that instead he should have run against Hillary in a three-way race, Trump Hillary and Bernie. Uh, He chose not to do that and instead endorsed her, as I already said. So why? I mean, obviously, I don't know exactly why. I can uh, speculate as to why. Um, You know, I I have a feeling a lot of it is he was running as a Democrat. He, you know, he said he wanted to be part of the Democratic Party, that he wanted, you know, he didn't want to make it seem like he just joined the Democrats and then he was now going to leave and go off and do his own thing. Um, But I think a big reason of it, um, and even if he didn't necessarily take this into consideration, although I'm presuming he did, and I really don't think I'm wrong, is the 12th Amendment. And a lot of people are really unfamiliar with what the 12th Amendment is and how it operates and why this may be a reason why he decided not to join Jill Stein and run on her ticket. So the 12th Amendment is obviously an amendment to the Constitution. As with all amendments to the Constitution, it is a law. It lays out the foundation for the manner in which our presidential election is basically decided. I am not going to read the full 12th Amendment. It is pretty long. It lays out a variety of different things about the presidential selection process, but I am going to read you a little snippet um, of the 12th Amendment, which specifically speaks about the president. Uh, So it says the person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. That's pretty straightforward. If you have the greatest number of votes for president, you shall be the president. However, if such number has to be a majority. I'm sorry. I'm going to read it first and then I'll paraphrase it. If such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed. So what that means is the majority of the greatest number of votes has to be a majority of the whole number of electors. And when we're talking about electors, we're talking about the electoral college votes. Now, there are 270. I'm sorry, there are double that. Um, so double 270. Uh, 440? Four, yeah. Little, no, 540. Sorry. Yeah, electoral college votes. And so... Um, Half of the more than half of those is 270. It, you basically 269, 269 is a split electoral college. Nobody has a majority. In order to have a majority, you have to have 270 or more. That would put you over half of the total number of electors. Pretty straightforward. It's not a plurality. It doesn't change depending on the number of people that are running for president. It is based on the number of electoral college voters. So as you point out, if there are 500 and whatever 40, 40 electoral college voters. 
voters, half of that, 270, whatever the math is. I'm not getting into the math I right just now. did it. I know. <laughs> Selena did the math. What? Sorry, never mind. <laughs> no, no, that's Congress. Don't confuse people. Okay, so here's the important point. If no such person has this majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers, not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by about the president. So what the hell does that mean? Well, what that means is if you do not have a majority of the electoral college votes, meaning if you don't have the 270, then the House of Representatives pick the president from the top three candidates. So in a situation where Bernie Sanders decides to run on the Green Party ticket, um, and it's Bernie and it's Hillary and it's Donald Trump. If Bernie wins a bunch of states, now remember, because when Ross Perot did this back in 1992, Ross Perot won a lot of votes, but he never won any states. And because he never won any states, he never won any electoral college votes. But if we got in a situation where, let's say, Bernie won Vermont and Bernie won New Hampshire and Bernie won Michigan and Bernie won Wisconsin, and then let's say, um, you know, Hillary won Ohio and Hillary won Pennsylvania and Hillary won Nevada and Colorado and California, and then let's say Trump won Missouri and, you know, this state and that state. And what ended up happening was nobody got to 270 because they all split the different electoral college votes. Then the electoral college vote would now get bumped back to the House of Representatives. And that would mean that essentially Paul Ryan, who's the Speaker of the House, would have to choose between these three candidates, the top three vote getters. And in this situation, if there's four people running, because Gary Johnson's running also. So let's presume for a second Hillary Trump and uh, Bernie Sanders get the top three, then what would happen is the House of Representatives would choose from those three people. So they would either choose Bernie, Hillary, or Trump. And since the House of Representatives is currently run by Republicans, who would they choose? Trump. Probably, exactly, because they'd have no other choice. Now, obviously, if... On the other hand, if let's just say, just play this out a little differently, if Bernie Sanders doesn't run on the Green Party ticket and now it's Trump, Johnson, Clinton and Stein, which is what it's going to be. And let's just say for a second, Johnson actually had the ability to win electoral college votes. That may play out a little differently because then the top three vote getters, if nobody got 270 votes, might be Johnson, Trump and Clinton. And in that situation... The House may actually choose Gary Johnson because establishment Republicans really, really, really don't like Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, you might end up with somebody who's conservative, but who is, you know, not Donald Trump. But in a situation where you have two liberals, you're almost guaranteed to get a Donald Trump presidency. So I think that's a big reason why Bernie did not decide to run on the Green Party ticket, because I think he thought, you know, maybe if I actually do win some states, which is totally possible because he really did win a lot of votes in certain states in the primaries. I think he thought maybe I'm going to split the vote and I'm going to lead it to into a situation where by default, the House is going to pick Donald Trump as the president. Now, obviously, um, you know, I've actually made the argument, taking this one step further, that this is actually a big reason why we have a two-party system and why we don't have a multi-party system. Because in a legitimate multi-party system, we would almost always get in a situation where if third and fourth party candidates were able to win states, then the House of Representatives would almost always get to choose 
who the candidacy was. Now, some people have made the argument, yeah, but if we had third or fourth parties that won House and Senate seats, then it wouldn't be so clear that Republicans would run the House or Democrats would run the House. And that's actually true. But the only way to fix that situation is to fix gerrymandering. And we did a great show. I think it was about a year ago. We had somebody on from Fair Vote um, that talked about that. So, yes, there are many different variables that come into play. Um, But you know, what we really should remember in this is that the United States of America is not a direct democracy. We live in a republic. Um, we elect representatives to go to Congress to represent our, in theory, or in theory to represent the things that we want. Um, and right now, the House of Representatives is run by Republicans. So, um, you know, I don't want to fear monger. I don't want to tell anybody that they have to go out and vote for whoever they want to vote. But, you know, I voted for Bernie. I don't live in a swing state. I could stay home. I could write Bernie in. I could vote for Jill Stein. But I'm still going to cast my ballot for Hillary Clinton. You know. If you live in a swing state, this becomes even more crucial. And again, I don't want to for- fear you into voting for Hillary. And I don't want to tell you who to vote for. But I do want to make it very clear. The Supreme Court is at stake. There's a lot at stake in this election beyond the Supreme Court. And in a situation where you stay home because you're mad about Bernie not joining the Green Party, you're only going to lead us to a situation in which you're taking votes away from Donald from Hillary Clinton and handing them to Donald Trump. And that's a really scary prospect. And also, if you're mad at Bernie for not joining Jill, understand he had to be strategic. He did it for a reason. He didn't want the election being bumped back to the House of Representatives. And that's all I got for you guys today. So that's your little primer on the 12th Amendment. No, thank you so much for that, Alyssa. We appreciate that. And we also appreciate all of you for tuning in to let your voice be heard today. Thank you for tweeting us, calling in, and, you know, just listening and continuing to support us. Now, if you want to listen to this show again or share it with your friends, you should definitely check out our website at lybbh.com, where you can hear all of our podcasts. They are archived on our website. You can also subscribe via iTunes at LYVBH Radio. So we are extremely accessible. Definitely check us out, continue to support, and we'll continue to distribute the knowledge that informs, educates, and empowers. See you next week, God willing.